0: Your parents know that you listen to the evil rock music. You're an American teenager, for God's sake. Welcome to Gilmore Girls Soundtrack. I'm Melissa Olson. Episode 121, Our Little Corner of the World. Today, we'll discuss the soundtrack of Season 1, Episode 21, Love, Daisies, and Troubadours. We'll discuss the musical references in this episode. I'll get a bit emotional about being able to say I've finished a whole season of this podcast. And then, as always, we'll finish up with the weekly segment, Spinning in Stars Hollow, where I offer recommendations based on what we heard on this week's episode of Gilmore Girls. So grab another cup of coffee. It's time for Gilmore Girls soundtrack. I can't believe it. This is the last episode of season one. I've completed a whole season of this podcast. What? If you would have asked me at this time last year, if I thought I would have done something like this, I would have probably laughed at you and thought it sounded like a good idea, but not something I would take on. I'm so thankful to have any listeners, let alone the literally hundreds of you that have taken the time to listen to me. If you've made it this far, thank you. I would probably still have at least finished season one if you weren't here. But you make me want to keep going. It's a lot of work to put this show together, but I love it. I've always loved talking about music with people and keeping it within the context of my favorite television show has been a really good framework. I'm so humbled to have listeners all over the world. It's absolutely amazing how far-reaching the fandom surrounding Gilmore Girls has become. Besides listeners in the United States, I have listeners in the Netherlands, India, Saudi Arabia, Italy, Germany, Brazil, and Japan. That's only a few of the over 50 countries where I have listeners. That is amazing. Seriously, thank you. Talk, Danka. arigato. I love hearing your stories, especially when you live far away from where I am. It really makes the world feel so much smaller in the best way. It's wonderful that we can all come together around something that has such a positive element of community, family, and love. Life gets really hard sometimes and things in the world so easily divide us. It brings me comfort that simple things like a television show and music can build bridges and make connections from half a world away. I'm going to be taking a break before I start season two, so please let me know what you've liked and what you'd like to see in the future of this podcast and blog. Send me a message on Instagram or Facebook, leave a comment on GilmoreGirlsSoundtrack.com, or if you really love the show, consider writing a review on iTunes so other listeners can join us. Okay, let's get started. The season one finale. Episode 21 has so much music, I'm worried about fitting it all in. So settle in, this episode might run a little longer than usual. First up, a reference to the noisiest act in Vegas. You
1: are not sleeping through this. Through what? The freaking Blue Man Group is outside our house. I was sleeping through it. It had to have woken you up. No, my insane mother, Margot
0: Kidder Gilmore, woke me up. The Blue Man Group is a performance art company formed in 1991, known in particular for their unique stage shows. The band themselves say they cannot be explained. The Blue Man Group can only be experienced. I would probably use the word loud to explain them though, which is probably what Lorelei is referencing here. Next up, a pretty harsh Peter Frampton reference from Lane. I don't even know what I'm doing exactly or what he's thinking or whether he's burned on my letters and pictures or hates me or what. But I'm going in. I so encourage this. I love you, but you've been mopey doping and about 12 other melancholy dwarves for the past five weeks. And I miss the old Rory. I miss you old me too. And I've been feeling bad for the new Rory. Well, she's staging a comeback. That may be more successful than Peter Frampton's. Wish me luck. Luck. Peter Frampton achieved his first international success with his 1976 live release Frampton Comes Alive, which sold more than 6 million copies in the United States alone. Frampton's follow-up albums were met with little commercial success, but he continued to record throughout the 80s. The comeback Lane references is probably in reference to 1986's album Premonition and the single Lying, which saw some success on the mainstream rock charts. Most notably, he joined old friend David Bowie, and Frampton played on Bowie's 1987 album Never Let Me Down, singing and playing on the accompanying Glass Spider tour. In 2013, Frampton credited this tour with helping revive his career. Next up, we have two quick references highlighting Elaine's taste in music.
1: You swear on the life of the lead singer of Blur? On the soul of Nico, I swear to you that I have not seen Dean with another girl.
0: Okay. Blur is mostly just referenced on Gilmore Girls, but in a later season, we'll get to actually hear a song. I recommended a Blur song in episode 106 in the Spinning in Stars Hollow segment, and we talked about Nico in episodes 112 and 119. Lane is clearly a big fan. She talks about Nico's moody voice repetitively during season one, and who can blame her? Nico is great for lamenting teen angst. As the pair walk through the square... They pass Grantly Phillips, the town troubadour, as he sings one of my favorite of his songs, Honey Don't Think.
1: It's the luck of the How you wound up with me, I don't know how at all. But I beg you to stay. Crawl around on this earth, where the world still small. Honey Don't Think.
0: The town troubadour has a pretty big role in this episode, as the title implies. He finally helps clarify what exactly a troubadour is, so I'll wait until we get to that part of the episode to allow him to speak for himself.
1: Something wrong, with my stars. Could you look at my chart and help me heal these scars? Could you learn to read minds? In the case of mine.
0: Besides the troubadour storyline, there's another running reference in this episode to the amazingly talented and, in my opinion, underrated singer, PJ Harvey. You know what these are? They look like tickets. It's a PJ Harvey. Wow, you have good taste, I'll give you that. You're into PJ Harvey, right? Yeah, how'd you know? Well, I'm all knowing. How godlike of you? One of these is for you. Oh, I don't think we should go to a concert together. Reason? It would seem like a date. Well, it would seem like a
1: date because it would be a date. I can't date you, Tristan. Well, I give you permission. And on that humble note... Ooh, what are those? Oh, PJ Harvey tickets. Really? Cool. Who are you going with? Rory. What? Rory's going out with you? Yes, she is. (sighs)
0: Wow, I didn't think she liked him. Neither did I. Do you think she's mad? What are you two waiting for, a tram? Let's move. Oh yeah, she's mad. There'll be a few more references to PJ Harvey throughout this episode, so we'll wait to really dive in until later on. Next up, Miss Patty's ballerinas are dancing to a piece from Tchaikovsky's Swan Lake, and she does a pretty great job explaining the plot of the ballet while coaching her dancers.
1: Flutter, flutter, quick, quick, flutter, flutter, quick, quick. And your hearts are broken Your prince has betrayed you You've been shot with an arrow And now you're dead
0: We quickly pick back up with the Troubadour storyline As we see Grant Lee in the town square again Playing his song, Sadness Soot
1: Shake your Yeah, it's doing me good
0: Troubadour stops playing and is visibly upset when another musician starts playing guitar and whistling just across the street from him in the square, which leads into the town troubadour speaking at the town meeting, the first time we've heard him speak on the show.
1: I have an issue. Who are you? The town troubadour. The what? you have seen him, Taylor, with his guitar.
0: Right, the guitar.
1: Yes, he plays on all the street corners. He loiters on street corners. We are two peas in a pod, Luke. Scary thought, Taylor. Go on, honey. Thank you. I've been the town troubadour for six months now, and I think I've done a pretty good job. And then he shows up. Uh, and there's no room for a second troubadour in Stars Hollow. Clearly. This is hands down the silliest thing I have ever heard. You're
0: the Mount Taylor. Can't hurt. Fun fact. During the wide shots of this scene, you can clearly see the words Grant Lee on the front of the troubadour's guitar case, which is obviously the singer's real name.
1: All I'm asking is that the town troubadour laws be enforced. There are no town troubadour laws. There ought to be something. I've got the town handbook right here. I don't get this, people. This man is practically a vagrant. I mean, where do you even live? What do you do for a living? I don't want people to know those things. Why not? Because that's part of being a troubadour. What is part of being a troubadour? The mystique. Oh, this is absolutely ridiculous. Do you subscribe to this uh, troubadour mystique? I run a Kinko's in Groton. Oh, you see, that proves it. He doesn't respect the code. You're not supposed to talk. You're not supposed to run a Kinko's. You're supposed to speak through your music. That's the whole point. What is your scam, My buddy? My Because if you are using the fine people of Stars Hollow to make a quick no, buck. Bot- Taylor. He doesn't accept money. I know. I tried. Uh, he may not now, but he will. This troubadour act is a money-making scheme. Why else would he be doing it?
0: Because sometimes you have something you need to say, but you can't because the words won't come out, or you get scared, or you feel stupid. So
1: if you could write a song and sing it, then you could say what you need to say, and it would be beautiful, and people would listen, and you wouldn't make a complete idiot out of yourself. But all of us can't be songwriters, so some of us will never be able to say what we're thinking or what we want other people to know that we're thinking, so we'll never get the chance to make things right again, ever.
0: So give this guy a license. Not only does this give us insight on the reason we don't know much about the town troubadour character, the mystique, I suddenly love the troubadour even more, but it gives a platform to Rory who desperately wants to tell Dean how she feels, but she's clearly having trouble doing so. This is a great example of how subtly the songs the troubadour plays throughout the series play into the plot development.
1: In the interest of not talking about this subject for another second, I hereby designate uh, mystique guy over here, the official town troubadour, and no other troubadour may usurp his territory, meaning this other guy.
0: Next, we pick back up with another PJ Harvey reference. Tell me what I did. Paris, think about it at PJ Harvey. Is that what this is about? I'm not going to PJ Harvey. Tristan says you are. Well, then he lied. This scene is quickly followed by a third PJ Harvey reference, where we learn an important fact about the artist, a fact you would know if you had ever listened to PJ Harvey, something Tristan has clearly neglected to do.
1: Well, if the damage is done, you might as well go to PJ Harvey with me. Never, never. I
0: am never going anywhere with you, ever.
1: You know, these tickets cost me a fortune.
0: They cost your daddy a fortune.
1: I don't even know anybody else who's even into this stupid guy.
0: PJ Harvey's a woman. And finally, we reach the culmination of all the PJ Harvey references, a fan favorite moment among those rooting for Team Dean, which is accompanied by the song One Line.
1: Please, just tell me why you're here. Uh, I don't even know. Yes, you do. (sighs) Because I thought you, (sighs) forget it. No, say it. I thought you were trying to talk to me. Oh. I mean, you came to my house. That wasn't me. It was you. It must have been someone that looked like me. My sister recognized you from the pictures in my box. In what box? (sighs) The box of stuff I have of us, pictures and and letters and everything from you. You have a Rory box? And what was going on at the town meeting? All that stuff about writing a song. I don't know what I was talking about. That had nothing to do with me? Well, I must have imagined it all then. Your boyfriend's waiting. He's not my boyfriend. I hate him. (sighs) Whatever. Dean. What? Stop. Why? Because I love you, you idiot. Star shooting across the sky To come to such a place as this You
0: never left my mind The lyrics of this song make it a perfect choice for this scene as we see a young romance rekindled. Something both Rory and Dean had been hoping for. If this is all you've heard of PJ Harvey, do yourself a favor. Pause this podcast right now and go by the album One Line Comes From. Stories from the city, stories from the sea. You won't regret it. Go ahead. I'll wait. This world The next song sounds like it's just part of the Sam Phillips lalas that occur throughout the series, but it actually comes from a full length song called How to Dream, which can be found on Phillips' 2001 album, Fan Dance. Include this tidbit because a listener named Venus from Seattle, Washington, recently asked me about this song when she heard it at one of the Luke's pop-ups in her city. It was also used in the Netflix video where they announced the date of The Gilmore Girls: A Year in the Life, the one where Lorelai asks if Amy Schumer would like her and if John Oliver would think she's hot. The answer to both of those questions is yes. In case you haven't heard, I'm sure if you're anything like me, you've seen the Netflix video a hundred times by now. But if not, or if you want to see it again, you can find it in the show notes at Girls soundtrack.com If you like the Lalas on the show, you'll definitely want to check out Sam Phillips' album, Fan Dance, which came out around the same time as the first season of Gilmore Girls. And you can hear the show's influence, or vice versa, there's no real way to be 100% sure without asking Sam herself. After the daisy scene, where we hear the song, which if you ask me included way more than 1,000 yellow daisies, we see the happy aftermath of the town troubadour's issue from the town meeting, a collaboration between former enemies. That which it truly to
1: me. You never
0: made me stand outside
1: You always offered sanctuary Everybody needs a little sanctuary. Everybody needs a little sanctuary.
0: The last song we hear in this episode is a wonderful cover of an Anita Bryant favorite, a song we heard a different cover of at the end of the pilot episode. Here's Yola Tango's version of My Little Corner of the World. we made it through the whole first season together. Have I said thank you already? I know I have, but I still think you're awesome for listening along this whole time. So the reality is, I really just can't say thank you enough. As a reminder, if you have a question, post it in the comment section of the show notes, send me a direct message on Instagram, or message me on Facebook. All the social media accounts can be found at Soundtrack.com. I'm looking forward to answering more of your questions next season. It's time for the last installment of Spinning in Stars Hollow for season one. This is the segment where I give recommendations for songs you might enjoy based on music we've heard on this episode of Gilmore Girls. You can find these songs on the Spinning in Stars Hollow playlist in the show notes for each episode at GilmoreGirlsSoundtrack.com. First up, a recommendation for fans of Yola Tango, here's The Feelies with Crazy Rhythms. Crazy Rhythms comes from the debut album of the same name by American rock band The Feelies. Released in April 1980 on Stiff Records, it was a significant inspiration on many bands in the up-and-coming alternative rock genre, including bands like R.E.M. Though not commercially successful initially, critics still list it as an influential album to this day. Next up, for fans of PJ Harvey, we have 1998's Only You from Bristol, England based Portishead. The video for Only You was directed by Celebrated Music Video Director Chris Cunningham, who has also worked with Placebo, Aphex Twin, and Bjork. Check out the show notes to watch the video, which utilized underwater filming with high-contrast lighting to create a striking floating-in-air effect that pairs beautifully with the vocals of lead singer Beth Gibbons. The last Spinning in Stars Hollow recommendation this season is for fans of the town troubadour. Here's Chris Staples with Hepburn in the Summertime. Chris Staples formerly fronted the bands Discover America and 238. Hepburn in the Summertime comes from his most recent solo album, Golden Age, which was released on August 19th of this year. Staples and his band are currently on tour in Europe. Take a picture. Pour a glass. I'm Melissa Olson. Thank you for joining me for the inaugural season of Gilmore Girls Soundtrack. To see the detailed show notes, find the playlists for the complete Gilmore Girls soundtrack and Spinning in Stars Hollow. Visit GilmoreGirlsSoundtrack.com. This podcast is available on iTunes and SoundCloud. I'll be back in a bit with season two, and I hope you're as excited as I am. Until next season. What's the opposite of ennui? Offui. Hey, (laughs) I'm scared. got the cheese